Welcome to Reading and Ranting, where we read obsessively and rant about life in our 20s. I'm Mia. And I'm Carly. If you guys listened to our episode last week, then you know that Mia and I were reunited on a long weekend in Aspen. So finally reunited podcast host besties. But this is relevant for our current episode, as in today's rant, we're going to be talking about group trip rules. So the ins and outs of a group trip and basically how to have a successful one, because many group trips, I'm sure many of you know that they can end in a fucking dumpster fire. But of course, this is Reading and Ranting, so we'll be talking about books and we have some different recs for you guys that would be perfect for different kinds of vacations. So think spring, summer, fall, basically based on whatever whatever like weather season you're going to. So let's get into it. All right, guys. So we know that one of the best ways to read is by being a mood reader. And I feel like having different book recs for different kind of vacations is like a really fun way to play off of that. Um, and so we want to talk through a couple of just kind of like the vibes and a couple specific book recs that we have based on the different kind of vacations that you can have. So just to like set the scene, we're headed to Aspen, beautiful cabin-esque home. There's winter wonderland and mountains out the ass that we can see out the window. And we're sitting there and we're talking and we're like, oh, what what makes like a good winter read? Like what makes a book – what makes you want to snuggle up with a good book by the fire? Which, by the way, guys, I was literally the fire master this weekend. I probably made like four to five fires by hand from scratch in a fireplace yeah, but you know the what I fire mean. hyperfixation really came through this past weekend um Mia being an only daughter you know she knows how to make a fire I gotta admit I'm a sister I don't have any brothers in my family only my dad who does not know how to use a tool to save his life so Mia was on fire duty Yes, yes, I was. So I think that one of the best books, types of books to read while curled up by a fire is actually a classic. So Carly and I, you know this, we are Pride and Prejudice stands, um, but also anything Little Women, um, any other Jane Austen books, if you want to read Manfield Park um, or Sense and Sensibility, um, Virginia Woolf novels, like Pretty much any actually female classic author is mm-hmm. a good vibe for for a winter read, I think. Yeah. I think the classics too, like usually they're set either in the spring or the winter or, you know, maybe like within all seasons. But you just like can't read a book about a beach when you're looking outside and you're like in a winter wonderland and it's snowing. You got to embrace the like cold and cozy vibe, especially little women. Like I feel like there's so many scenes where they're cozying up by the fire. They're running outside in the snow, which is quite literally what Mia and I were doing, like cozying up by the fire with our books and then running outside in the snow. So these would be perfect just to set that scene Also, if you really want to throw it back, you can read something nostalgic like Narnia or Percy Jackson. Um, Narnia especially, I mean, that is a winter wonderland in itself. So if you really want to even get crazy, you can throw the movies on. And you know that on any vacation, if you're doing it right, you need some rotting time. 
So within this rotting time, you'll be whipping out this book um, and you'll be setting the vibe, you know, in the reality that is your own mind. But you can look outside and basically be like, wow, I'm really set in the mood here. Um, but, you know, these are some good ones. Percy Jackson is more like a water-esque vibe, but I think it's just a fit for like any sort of season, but specifically winter. It's very nostalgic. And Percy Jackson, of course, is a super nostalgic series. Yeah, definitely any emphasizing the heavy rot vibes. Like it's winter. <laughs> like this is the kind mm-hmm. of mood reading that you're doing when you literally like I'm in my comfy, like my giant blanket hoodie and I am not exiting my little reading corner for probably like a good eight hours um, yeah. or like curled up with Carly on the couch, both of us silently reading our books in front of the fireplace. Same vibe. We're heavy, heavy on the rot time. We'll get to yes. this in the group trip, but generally – heavy rot time is necessary. I saw a TikTok the other day that really made me think basically this girl was saying that she feels like she always is fighting against winter and it's like I need to get out of my apartment and I need to do this but then she was like I realized that winter the sun sets early and that means I get to go home early and hibernate and I actually need to like you know take this time to relax and rot and you know stop fighting against winter and trying to do like summer and spring and fall activities and I was like wow that really speaks to me um so yes yeah, so the rot time super important and then lastly a winter recommendation if any of you guys are icebreaker fans I mean of course like it's about ice skating and hockey so that's already a winter vibe but um if you read the book there's also a part where they basically go to this like beautiful ski house so that really sets the winter vibes as well like when I was in Aspen at this house I really was thinking wow like I feel like I'm an icebreaker right now, except I didn't have a really fucking hot hockey player like fucking me. So that was the only difference. Oh, my gosh. Love it. But we did we did have ourselves a time, even though we were not staying with any hot hockey players. um, We did have a lot of fun. So moving on to spring, which not to be the astrology girly, but, but based off of what you were just saying, the actual like astrological year starts at the spring equinox. So winter is meant to be a time of rest and relaxation so that you can blossom in spring. So I think just like some good old fashioned fiction, just like the sun is shining, like first signs of spring, like maybe you're starting to get outside. I don't know, depending on where you live. Living in Texas, I it's probably like 85 degrees in March already. So <laughs> Depends what I'm up to, but I think just mm-hmm. like some good old fashioned fiction, like honestly, any flavor. Um, I would say just like a good read. Like I would give you like a Taylor Jenkins read book. So like, um, maybe Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, Malibu Rising. I guess Malibu Rising would be more of a summer book, but I think anything along that kind of flavor or vein is just like a good start the year off strong. Just like have a nice read and like remember what it feels like to just like curl up with a good book I think I will say this I think it should be a standalone novel I think -hmm. you should just you know get a standalone novel rip through it and like have a fun read spring for whatever reason does not give me like tearing through a series vibes (laughs) it's because it's glow up season we're too busy doing other things for our summer glow up but yeah, I mean, also nonfiction fits in here. We've talked about some of those self-help books and podcasts, kind of diving into those, you know, what better time to read a self-help book than when you're trying to glow up and be hot as fuck inside and out 
for the summer. So yeah, I think spring, it's like a time of change. We're just starting to emerge out of our winter hibernation, but we're also like taking that time to kind of be like, okay, let's get up, get out, but give ourselves some like breathing room. Uh, but I completely agree. I think like summer is when it's time to start tearing into some series because that's when you're going on vacation and you have all this travel time or maybe beach time and we'll dive into some of those wrecks but that's when you're like okay need some content a book series it is for sure so I think summer I'm a summer baby like no matter what like summer is my favorite season I love summer I will tear through books during the summer like reading by the pool is like my absolute favorite way to read reading on a beach by the pool by the water fresh air is my favorite 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 way to read um and so a couple I this past summer fell in love with Emily Henry um as you guys know we've talked about before but beach read was the first book to break my romanticy streaks so highly 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 recommend any and all of her books as like literally fun little beach reads um so beach read book lovers people we meet on vacation happy place all of those are just like fun summer reads and i like cannot cannot recommend them enough like i know like if you're not an emily henry fan already i don't know what you're waiting for like get on it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah summer is like a rom-com vibe um but also i do like like a mystery or a thriller for like a beach read. I don't know what it is about sitting on a beach and reading like a thriller. I just feel like anytime I've read a thriller, it's been on the beach. So maybe now that's why I make the association. But like The Silent Patient is really good. Um, and another book by that author is called The Maidens. So those are like really good thrillers. When I read The Silent Patient, it was before the R&R &R era. It was like when I was trying to read during college, but like failing. But I actually read read this book and was really into it like the ending had me tripping it was so crazy like if you love like gone girl or like girl on the train those type of movies or books whatever like that these type of books are for you but yeah summer like there's just something about it like thriller season reading on the beach I think maybe it's because you're like happy and in a good mood on a beach so you're not like scared like you would be in winter when you're like hibernating inside and you're like looking over your shoulder like summer it's too like the feelings are too positive to be scared by a mystery or a thriller but it just like fits the vibe yeah I actually have a couple on my my tbr list um I've heard that Lucy Foley's books are really good. Um, I think The Guest List is the main one. And I think she has a second one, um, The Paris Apartment. So if any of you guys listening have read either of those and you think it'd be worth a shout, um, let mm -hmm. me know. And then ending with fall, which is personally, even though I quite literally am a summer baby, my birthday's in July. I still love summer, but like fall. And I think maybe this is my growing up in New York um, personality because fall was like, my favorite season like Halloween the fall the the leaves falling um my sister and I would literally go and play in the leaves like we would stuff these like trash bags and like jump on them it was just such a fun time and it's so beautiful the weather is perfect but fall reminds me of fantasy like it's total fantasy era so get your romanticy reads out like an Akatar, fourth wing course can't forget about harry potter like that is the quintessential fall into winter read 
Um, like I just remember the school year starting and like rereading my the Harry Potter series, like ripping into those during recess because we've talked about how me and I were like the nerdy girls that would read during recess. Um, but it's just a perfect time for these ones. Like it's super feel good. Like, you know, everything work is kind of kicking off again. If you're in school, it's kicking off again. So like you need that escape, like the fantasy escape to kind of be like, all right, real world getting a little too serious. I need to escape to my fantasy worlds. Oh, for sure. And I think with that too, like just generally comfort reads. So like for me, like I am a huge rereader. I'm a huge rereader. I'm a huge rewatcher. I honestly, it's like funny for me with reading because like when it comes to TV shows and movies, I hate, hate starting something new. Like I would 1000% rather watch a TV show that I've read or that I've watched a million times. So it's kind of funny that like with books, I'm like always, you know, looking to try something new. But in the fall, I love, love, love rereading. So like this last fall, I reread Six of Crows and like um, – was just like, oh, like I remember this being like so good the first time and it's even better on the second time. So just like cozying up like the fall vibes. Um, I also love kind of like a darker fantasy. So one that I read recently, also in the fall, like this past November, was One Dark Window. It gave such like dark fantasy vibes. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. Five star read. Um, similar also to kind of like Carly's gonna laugh at me but like from blood and ash gives me fall vibes mm-hmm. like I was gonna say like magical I forgot what like that you know like uh, what it's called but, like the magical realism like aspect of fantasy like it's a complete sect of books I feel like that is very fall vibes like witchy um because you know like in fall there's Halloween so witches um I know my friend Emily, who was featured on our podcast, um, go listen to it. It's Beach Read and Busting Up Foundation episode. But she's obsessed with like the witchy books and magical um, things like that. So where it's not necessarily like fantasy, but it's more like witches, um, things like that. I used to love reading about witches growing up. Maybe it was because growing up in New York, I had like the fall vibe. But, um, you know, even like maybe the Atlas Six would fit in there. I feel like that's more like magical. Um, But yeah, like romantic for sure. But something about like just like the magical books as well, where it's like witches, magicians, things like that are perfect for fall. Very comforting. Yeah. So here you are. These are our different kind of recommendations based on like – seasonal but also like if a vacation fell along these times I think these were the kind of books that you'd be wanting to tear into so with that being said let's hear about how our group trip went this weekend all right so group trip rules so important but even just to kick this off we want to say that this group of people so there were four boys and five girls and going into it some of us knew each other but like also a lot of us were meeting for the first time but of course me and I from day one are like oversharing about our podcast um as we do to everyone and these people they were into it like they were hyping it up not that they like listened to it actually some of them did listen to it before meeting us to me and I's mortification, but they were so like obsessed with the idea of this podcast. And I just want to say this plays into for 2024, both me and I discussed how like 
having interests is interesting. So rather than like going around and kind of like doling down our interests and being like, oh, I have a podcast. Oh, I read, but kind of not sharing that with people. Like this is just making me go into the share and be like, yeah, I'm telling everyone about my podcast. And if they don't like it, then fuck them because it just really like reiterated the point. Um, But yeah, we had some fans. So that was really exciting part of this trip. Yeah. And if that tells you anything about the good vibes of this trip, (laughs) the fact that they let us talk about our podcast every single day, multiple times a day and didn't tell us to shut the fuck up. And they were really happy and excited for us. Um, If you've seen even read, yeah, (laughs) even read chapter 55 of Akamath, A Court of Mist and Fury. Yep, we did torture those poor, poor boys. Um, If you want to see their live reactions, you can go watch it on our TikTok, Reading and Ranting Pod. But let's break down the kind of different responsibilities and personalities that every trip needs to have. So to preface, since this was a group of nine people, it's on the larger side for a group trip. I I feel like generally that a group trip should kind of max out around like 10. I think Mm -hmm. more than much more than that. And it just gets chaotic and hectic and mind you this is nine people in one house like we're all staying together there's not enough beds like the boys are on mm-hmm. the couches in the yeah. deflating air mattresses yeah the girls <laughs> were like we're getting the beds I mean we were there first to be fair but there was ain't no way I was sleeping on an air mattress for like five nights yeah but we kind of figured out towards the end of the trip, like everyone kind of had their little niche, like their little personality within the group and how it worked. Um, and so, you know, with the guys, always, always somebody, and it doesn't have to be a guy, but always someone in the group has to kind of be like the butt of the joke or the entertainment. Um, so one of our friends, one of our guy friends was, we dubbed him the butt of the joke. Then you have to have a mom and a dad friend. So I had the liberty of being the dad. As I mentioned, I was the number one fire keeper. Um, And then alongside the mom of the group, we had to figure out how to turn the heater for the hot tub on. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't take this recommendation, but we were down there for about 20 minutes with the natural gas on and like live matches like for a hot second my dad mode came on and I was like like turn the fucking gas line off like we shouldn't have matches lit here and And then and just so you guys know as this is going on me and the other girl are making spicy margaritas and wishing them the best (laughs) not involved at all I am very rarely the mom or the dad of the group I gotta say Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we were fulfilling our duties. Um, Besides that, the mom friend, she was also the hostess. So we were staying at her family's home. Um, And so just generally like the mom vibes, like trying to make sure like everyone has everything. Everyone knows where the coffee is in the morning. And oh, does everyone have enough pillows and blankets and like that kind of thing. So very important roles, the mom and the dad. Okay. And then we do need the timekeeper. So on a group trip, if you're going to be like partying and drinking, it's going to be tough to get everyone up in the mornings, but especially on a ski trip like we were on, you need to hit the slopes pretty early. Wouldn't know because I don't ski, but that's, you know, what I could tell. And so you need someone, whether it's a girl or a guy, to be the timekeeper. They need to get up in the morning, be motivating everyone to get dressed, eat breakfast, get out of the house. Like I know me, it takes me about three hours to leave the house but I'm just by myself so imagine a group of nine people like it's pretty hard to keep everyone on track so you know it's kind of a 
tactless job. You need to encourage people. You need to yell at people. Everyone's kind of pissed off. But in the end of the day, the timekeeper is super vital to the group. And on the opposite end, you have to have the person just like bringing up the rear. You have to have the, the chiller and the caboose. Um, and <laughs> the so chiller. The chiller. So we couldn't decide on a name for this one. So we're going for simultaneously the chiller and the caboose. They give the same energy. But this person's role is literally to be the chiller. Like they're calming everyone down. They're just going along with things. Like you can always count on them. Like you can turn around and be like, oh, hey, like, you know, like you ready for this? Or like, do you want to have a drink? Or like, do you want to go play Mm -hmm. in the snow? Or like, do you want to go grab a coffee in town? And like, they're like, yeah, bring up the rear. Like, I don't care. I'll do whatever anyone else wants to do kind of thing. Um, But not, not in a way of I'll just go along with things like very much like for the group's well-being, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like they're just unprobable. Anytime you think of this person, you just have a smile on your face. You know, you're like, oh, the chiller and the caboose. Like, they're kind of low-key, like, the favorite of the trip just because they're so unproblematic. Yeah, because everybody can get along with them. And they're mm-hmm. just they're just there and chilling. So mm-hmm. we love our chillers. We love our caboose. Essential, essential, essential role to play. And I think that this is the one-ish personality that you could have multiple of. Like, if you add – for sure. Two cabooses, like trip would be great. So you're fine. Yeah. For sure. I am rarely the chiller or the caboose, but the day that I am, like I know I'll, I'll know I made it. Um, but next one, I feel like we also we couldn't agree on one name. So this is the wild card. They're also an enigma and the side quester. I feel like side quester is really important here because there's always that one person who when you're out or like whatever doing the activity, you just lose them. And then at some point they rejoin the group, but like they were just questing on their own. Like, you know, and I'm someone where I usually stay close to my girls in the group. Like I'm always, you know, with someone. I rarely side quest, but on the trip it just makes for funny stories to be like where did this person go and everyone's like oh they're side questing yeah so like for for an example the the side quester of this trip uh we're all sitting down to like our nice nice dinner out saturday night dinner before going out and uh earlier in the car ride he had said oh like there's a cool bar across the street that i've heard of and we were like oh yeah like for sure and he was like yeah i'll probably go check it out and we were like oh yeah we could stop by for a drink after dinner like for sure middle of dinner just gets up leaves goes across the street to the bar and comes back after we've paid the check and we were like how was the bar <laughs> like that's the kind of side questing we're talking about just yeah. like and it's like the wild card because we have no idea what's going to happen we also don't know what's going to come out of that person's mouth like it might be one thing it might be another so the wild card and the enigma kind of just keeps you on your toes and i think that's also vital entertainment like because we have the the joke who also provides entertainment but you need the wild card entertainment because you just don't know what's going to happen exactly So then we also have um, the new character unlocked personality. So this is the person that the most people on the trip know the least, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. This is everyone or most people are meeting this person for the first time. So like we said, this trip was honestly kind of a crossover of like three different things. 
But the new character for this trip was one of our friend's boyfriends. So fresh relationship. We're all excited to meet him for the first time. He's the new character unlocked. Um, and the fact that he put up with all of us for four straight days was very impressive. Yeah, after knowing no one, it's so impressive. Also, like the new character unlocked is really important because they have to come in and kind of prove themselves. And like our new character proved themselves very quickly. Like you would have never known that they weren't friends with everyone for like years, you know, like yeah. they just fit in really well. So if you're going to be that like new girlfriend, boyfriend, or if you're just like a new friend, because we also had another person who was new for this one, we kind of chose it to be our, um, friend's boyfriend but I feel like both of the new people came with just like really personable vibes very friendly fit in super well um because you kind of just have to like fake it till you make it be like yeah we're besties we've been besties for a while um and of course when you travel with people that have known each other for a while you're gonna get like an hour of story times and you're just like uh-huh yeah cool you did that junior year of high school like slay Mm -hmm. but then you also have a lot to add because no one really knows anything about you so you're like an interesting conversation topic exactly so all of these again are like for their own unique vibes but they're all a very very essential part of the trip yeah. um so oh. next i'm so excited to talk about the role that carly played on this trip dj kp our ox master, Miss Carly. Carly, if there was an ox to be had, Carly found it. Like, we could be just casually sitting at the dining room table, which was my nemesis, by the way, this trip. I, this dining room table. <laughs> Guys, was I my love sitting reason. around a dining room table. Mia fucking hates it. Like, that's where we differ, I think. I like it on occasion, but I just was like, there are there's nine of us. There's no reason she to wanted to move. Okay, but I love us standing around the like kitchen, like island game and me i was like let's move this party to the living room i'm like no i like this vibe yeah i'm a uh, sitter I, I love a circle table <laughs> but i was the ox master i will say i do love my own music so if i can hit the ox like i gladly will but something that i really liked about this trip is that i was encouraged to ox so nothing makes me happier than when people enjoy my music it makes me feel really good about myself it makes me feel feel like the chiller so that was awesome. DJ KP did come out. Of course, my favorite two moments of being on Ox was waking up on Saturday morning, so hungover from Friday night. Everyone's like, all right, we got to get pumped up for skiing today. Let's throw them some music. So I'm like, okay. And as I'm trying to cue up a song, my cue from the night before at the pregame comes on. What comes on and is blasting in the kitchen as we're all like fighting for our life? Hotel Room Service by Pitbull. And do you know what? That hyped the room up like no fucking other. Everyone was vibing. The laughs got us going. So I will say that was actually a good moment of the Ox, even though it was unanticipated. The spirit of DJ KP knew what we needed in that moment. And Pitbull I came will out. Yeah, Pitbull, Pitbull knew that we needed to hear that at yeah. 8 in the morning as we're trying yes. to like literally like struggling to make oatmeal yeah and then my second favorite memory of being on ox is on friday night we all get back we're drunk um very drunk me and i go down to our room we were sharing a bed of course and we're like well i know it would be funny if i hit the ox from down here as all the boys that are upstairs in the living room kitchen area are trying to go to bed 
What do I think in my mind as I'm drunk to play the Star Spangled Banner? So I'm like, oh yeah, let me let me hit this ox. That starts blasting. Then I move on to the Kanai Joe. Um, so I'm like giggling and kicking my feet, like cu- curled up next to Carly, like under the covers. Yeah, we're and like, like yeah, cue this, cue this, cue this. <laughs> um, and Carly is like, oh, I'll like I'll do this next, and the bedroom door flings open carly and i flop like dead fish fishes onto the pillow but we're looking at each other and we're like smiling and trying not to laugh and when boys- it was so un- unanticipated that they came down and we just hear carly and then a phone flashlight is in our faces and i'm trying to keep it cool but i'm also fucked up and i'm like laughing at playing the star spangled banner on Ox. So apparently me and I are just like pretending to sleep, but we had huge smiles on our faces. So they were like, we know you're up. We're seated to like turn our bathroom light on and then walk out. I've never seen Mia matter. Like she was yelling about this for like 20 minutes as we were trying to go to bed after because they turned our bathroom light on. And then they did unplug the aux, but or the speaker. But before we realized, we kept trying to play music. So we were playing Toxic by Britney Spears. And I remember I was like, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. And then we went to bed and realized the next morning that they had unplugged me. But some good times about being DJ KP, very memorable. Yeah, some good times, some good times. So last but not least, our ninth personality on this trip was the chameleon. So this person is all about... Similar to the chiller in the caboose, they go along with the vibes, but it's because they like genuinely can just fit in in whatever scenario or situation that they're in. So like if the group splits up, like they naturally will fit into or flow into whatever little subgroup they get into. They literally could be down for like starting to drink at 10 a.m. or they could be the voice of reason and be like, ah, guys, like maybe like we're going to go hard tonight or like we're a little hungover. Maybe we should take it easy of note. We were very hungover, and we did not take it easy at any point of this trip. No. But so this person, their role is just, like, very essential in just being able to kind of, like, pick up on things. And they also can, like, bring, like, a fun, unexpected, like, secret energy, like a like a little chameleon. Like, they slide in there, and they're, you know, bringing a little bit of a, of a chaotic edge to it. Yeah, I feel like the chameleon, they just fit with anything. Like, they were like, oh, I'll sleep with someone, you know, I've never met before. Like, easy money. Like, I'll go skiing, even though some of my other friends aren't, like, easy. So, kind of just, like, blending in like a chameleon does. But I feel like all there's obviously so many other personalities to have in a group trip or, like, responsibilities per person. But we felt like these were the best fits and, like, the most important. So if you're going to have a big group, like, we need we need these personalities. Because if you have nine moms or nine dads or, like, nine wild cards, just, like, nothing's going to work. All right. So now for our actual rules to having a good group trip. Number one, right off the bat with what we've been talking about, you have to have a strong ratio of girls to boys. So on this trip, we had four guys, five girls, and it worked out beautifully. So like you just can't have like too much energy outweighing the other. Um, And then Mm -hmm. side note, like asterisk note, 
not too many couples. So on this one trip out of the nine of us, there was only one couple, which was like so essential to keeping the vibes like as like a fun trip. Like if there had been yeah. one other couple, vibes would be totally changed. Um, yeah, so leave exactly. the leave the asterisks there. It also depends on what couples you're with, but like you know, yeah. you guys know what I'm saying. If you're trying to have like a good fun group trip, yeah. strong ratio. One couple is enough. If it's two couples, then it becomes a couples trip. And I'm like, why am I here? And couples always get the beds. So then it's like, why Why am I being punished for being single? And I have to sleep on the floor. Like, isn't being single punishment enough? So you got to like do the couples to single people ratio as much as the boy to girl ratio. But that being said, I think everyone on a group trip needs to be go with the flow. Like if you have some really type A high strung person in ways that might be beneficial because they're like the timekeeper, they're also the like itinerary planner. But I think like group trips, they're just always so up in the air. It's never going to go perfectly. So everyone has to be super go with the flow. Like I think you can't have your mind super set on like going to one thing because it might not happen. Like I feel like our trip we obviously went out at night and went to dinner, but none of us were like, we have to go out to dinner every night while we're in Aspen. We have to go to the town every day. We we like all were just super fine chilling at the house, hot tubbing, and then going out. Some of the people were skiing. Like it didn't have to be this crazy, like, you know, go, go, go affair. Definitely. Um, another important point is within the group trip especially if you're in a situation where like you're all staying in like a house or like a large airbnb where things need to like be managed there are blue jobs and there are pink jobs um and so what we mean by this is like trash is a blue job just like generally and Mm -hmm. i'd say like grocery shopping pink job doesn't necessarily have to equate to boy to girl. So, like, for example, building fires, that's a blue job, but I did it. It's more mm-hmm. about, like, the energy and, like, the role that you're taking on. But there's these very specific tasks that need to be done, right? So, like, when we're cooking dinner, salad, pink job. Grilling the steaks, blue job. Although we did have extremely overcooked steak for dinner. So, yeah. <laughs> didn't go Somehow over Somehow also making margs became a pink job. Like, I swear I was slaving away on that Friday night. I made probably about 15 margaritas, like, you know, using the shaker, measuring out the tequila, squeezing the lime juice, making the spicy, simple syrup to make them like, you know, spicy margs. And I was slaving away and that somehow become became like my pink job of the weekend. But I feel like it just is gross. Like if you send a guy to a grocery store, you're going to ask for a lemon. He's going to come back with like an orange. So it is kind of like, you know, a girl job at the same time. You know, I have a guy who's like a really good cook and they know what they're doing in a grocery store. So then that's their job there. It becomes their pink job. Definitely. So we like to throw that around a lot. Like, you know, we cleaned up around the kitchen and then we said, hey, trash is full. That's a blue. That's a blue job. And then like whoever wanted to claim it could claim it. But it was like would be very clear. Like, I'm not claiming that that that's a job. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, my hand is not touching that trash. That's a blue job. Um, But also I think like the group text, you always need kind of like a fun group text on any trip, but you also need the smaller group chats. So can't can't speak for the boys. No idea what they were doing. But I will say the girlies, we had our own chat where we could talk about girlies stuff. But then also in the big group chat, we can like make plans, send pictures, you know, kind of joke around a bit. But like the main action was was in our girls group chat for sure. 
For sure. And I think it's like that joke, you know, of like when the trip makes it out of the group chat, but also Mm -hmm. when the group chat makes it out of the trip. Like, yeah. because for example, like we were not in a group chat until we were all two days away from coming to this trip. And we were like, oh shit, we should probably like add everyone that's coming. Cause like yeah. we have to like drive and like go to this house and like we don't have the exactly. address. <laughs> Smaller group chat was important to be like, what are you guys packing? What are we wearing? Uh, um, You know, we're at dinner. Who needs to go to the bathroom? Things like that. Um, So very important. And I will say the girls group chat was fun. So I hope the guys had a thriving group chat otherwise it's kind of lean okay last thing though on that note with like a group chat is you need a shared photo album because of course you always have the photo hoarders who like refuse to share the photos that they have and you're asking them for days to send you that photo so it's just easier to make a shared iCloud photo album hopefully everyone has an iPhone and then you know you just easily upload your photos to that and everyone gets access to it another rule that's extremely important Someone on the group has to have a strong credit line. Like if you're in the situation where it's one card down at dinner for nine people who have all had three drinks each and starters and whatever, that that person, that card, you better you best have a strong credit line. So the one card down at dinner is a blue job for the investment banker joining the trip. And thank God for that because could not have been Carly and I, as you know. Yeah. Me and I are like shaking in our boots. I'm like, this dinner is going to financially wreck me. So someone better have that strong credit line because I am already at my credit capacity. Uh, But yeah, I mean, blue job for sure. And it's like, I'll hop on that Venmo. I'll hop on that Venmo so fast. But that charge is not going. And, you know, I feel like especially the investment bankers, like they're throwing down that Chase Sapphire Reserve. They're throwing down that Amex. They want those points. I'm like, I only get cash back. So you can get the points. I'll take the cash back another time. But also just as important, we have the illegal parts of any group trip. So some of these happened on ours and Mia and I just have to complain about it. So first was the boys getting more pictures than the girls. Like in what world do the boys end up with more group photos that they can recall for the weekend, post on their social medias than the girls? Well, that did happen. And it's because every photo that the girls got taken of them was shit. We also were just living in the moment, I guess, not really taking photos. And then the boys somehow got like a group photo at, I think, every establishment we went to. Yes. Now, another legal part of the trip, as Carly mentioned, we were throwing down spicy margs on Friday. Come Saturday, the great lime shortage of Aspen. We failed. Several different rounds of people going to the grocery store failed to remember to get get fresh limes. limes. There was a lime shortage at our house, and it was terrible. Terrible, yeah. We were making do with, like, Lemoncello, LaCroix, and frescas that have been in that pantry for however long. And I'm squeezing clementines. Like, you guys, I peeled a clementine (laughs) and then took the little tiny little nub and Mm -hmm. squeezed it in my fingers (laughs) and did that like four times for a guac, not even a drink, for a guac. Yeah, no lime to the guac. We also had already, like, there were two bottles of like the pre squeezed lime juice, went through that completely as well on Friday. So, this great lime shortage was really offensive to me and I, um, as well as our other friend, Desi. So, you know, I think next time we're coming with four Costco bags of limes. Like, I will not risk it. 
Another legal part of the trip is everyone being constipated because you already know that when you travel and you're not in your own home and your body's not comfy, it's just hard to go. And that's not the vibe when you're drinking a lot, you're going out, you want to look cute and not be like bloated in your pants. So I feel like for future, it's like someone has to come with like the laxatives and like the anti-blow, something like that. Just, you know, someone needs to be the mom and come with that because you already know everyone needs it, even if they won't admit it until the end of the trip. Yeah, it was definitely like a Monday morning. We're all leaving and we're like, guys, I got to confess something in yeah. the girls chat, in the girls chat. Um, and all of us were like, yeah, duh, not not feeling too hot. Um, yeah. So another legal part of this trip and like Carly mentioned, this is a ski trip. So, like, we might be deathly hungover in the morning, but we had shit to do. Like, we had to get up. So, the deathly hangover people versus the perky breakfasters is just – it's always going to happen. It's a natural breakdown, but it's always so illegal when you're the deathly hangover, as Carly and I were. Yeah. I think my biggest pet peeve is waking up, going to, like – a breakfast table with other people being like god guys i am so hungover like i might die i might keel over and die and then someone else saying oh well you know i feel great i want to slam back my liquid iv and then punch that person in the face because i'm like how dare you be fine when i am this hungover how dare you it is so rude and disrespectful so if you're perky just don't talk about it because at a breakfast table after a night of going out, the only thing you should be is hungover or quiet. No in between. Yes. And off of the hangovers, it's always so illegal when you go too hard on night one and then you say you won't go so hard again and then you go harder on night two. It's mm. just it's just how it happens. Every, every single it, – it's like a normal weekend out but on steroids. Like you're yeah. going out night one and you're like, ah, oh, it's been a long week. Like ready to go out. Let loose. Have fun. Like you're all together for the first time. The vibes are flowing. So, yeah, we've all suffered for it. You go too hard night one. You say you won't do it again. Then night two comes around. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm a little hungover but I'll take a drink and then – you know, before you know it, drinks are flowing. Then you're going out to your nice dinner. Then you're going out to a bar. Then you're going out to a second bar. Then you're out late. Then you get home late. Then you want to hang out and chat with everyone. And so you end up going harder at night too. And then that's just that's just how it goes. You know, that's that's the point of the group trip. Yeah, exactly. I also feel like somehow it just ends up happening. But what would be illegal would be not making it to the bars or clubs. So basically just make sure that you pace yourself so that you can get anywhere because there's nothing worse than waking up and being like, wow, I couldn't even go to the bar or the club, did not even make it there. Like you got to make sure that you had a night. And I already know that us girls, like we were the ones we were staying out. We were like, mm -mm, no early bedtime for skiing tomorrow. We're staying. We're getting our money's worth of the night. I didn't like drink to like go home. We're, we're staying. But just to give a quick ins and outs list before we end, um, you know, those were trending going into 2024. What's in is two cars if it's a driving city, one nice dinner and one night cooking. Girls deserve first pick bedrooms, as we said. Jalapeno simple syrup and cloud nine hats were in at this specific trip. Also, everyone understanding the general cost and vibes. Like, you just got to know that if you're on a group trip, you're probably about to drop a check. 
and also the ability to rally. And I will say what's also in is forcing boys to read fantasy smut. And then what's out for this is wearing ski boots inside, also trudging snow in, going into a hot tub while it's like negative five degrees and it only being lukewarm, literally lukewarm. And then last thing that's out is drinking red wine and your teeth literally turning red slash purple. This is why you stick to the white wine, guys. But that's it for me and I's weekend. I think we'll probably have a lot more group trips to talk about in our future. You guys know that me and I love a group trip, but we hope that you guys can take some of these away and use them for any group trips that you have coming up in 2024. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Reading and Ranting. However, boy, do we have a treat for you. Next week, you can tune in to our Sarah J. Mass Massiverse Theories 101. In anticipation of Crescent City 3, House of Flame and Shadow, we are getting down deep into the granular nuggets of the Sarah J. Mass universe. This is quite literally where I will be breaking out my whiteboard with red string because I have been foaming at the mouth for this book and for the crossover and everything. And I'm so, so, so excited to share all of my theories with you guys and talk about them. So be sure to tune in next week and come prepared with your notebooks to take notes because we'll only have a few more days after that before House of Flame and Shadow is in our hands. Yeah, we're so excited. I'm starting Crescent City Reread today. Hopefully we'll have enough time to conquer both books before Crescent City 3 comes out on January 30th. But as you guys know, we are always looking for book recs. So if you have a suggestion, shoot us a DM on TikTok at Rating and Renting Pod or email Rating and Renting Pod at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading, besties. Bye.